Behold, there is power in the name of Jesus. God bless you, my friend, and welcome to another edition of the Dunamis Word Broadcast. And I am your host, Pastor Harvey Burnett. Listen, some of you have got to this particular broadcast by way of our website. Our website or our blog is www.bethelburnett. That's all one word. B-E-T-H-E-L Burnett, B-U-R-N-E-T-T dot blogspot dot com. That is the Dunamis Word blog. I encourage you to go out there and peruse some of our over 600 articles or so dealing with the church, culture, um, biblical apologetics, uh, morality, values, the nature of God, all of that. We're talking about it all uh, at the Dunamis Word blog. Your comments are certainly welcome. Uh, for those of you who would like to contact this ministry and provide your prayer requests or just commentary to let us know how we're doing or what you think, whether you're for us or against us, it doesn't matter. If God be for us, he's more than all the world against us. So uh, nevertheless, uh, if you'd uh, be so gracious as to drop us an email line, at uh, dunamis1, that's D-U-N-A-M-I-S-1, at net zero, N-E-T-Z-E-R-O. Spell that out. Don't just put the net and then the zero. But N-E-T-Z-E-R-O dot com. And uh, we'll be glad to receive your prayer requests and go over uh, our provide and encouragement uh, any way that we can with whatever you're dealing with. We believe that God is still yet on the throne and he is still solving problems he is still working things out making a way for his believers and we just simply believe that and we've seen it happen over and over and over again in our lives and so we encourage you in that so uh and also if you'd like to reach us by way of um uh, sending us a phone message, you can call us at 800-728-0352. Now, that is our I Am My Brother's Keeper uh, advocacy helps line. And uh, so if you'd like to call, uh, leave a message there, and certainly uh, we'll get it and respond promptly or take in your requests, whatever you need us to do. Uh, but this is a day, uh, speaking of I Am My Brother's Keeper community or uh, Christian Advocacy Council. Uh, this is a certain dangerous day. Um, I and my brother's keeper were formulated to deal with church-related uh, sexual abuse and um, uh, clergy uh, sexual abuse, deal with the victims of those particular situations. Um, recently, I and my brother's keeper has done a lot to talk about and document uh, the atrocities or the alleged atrocities of one uh, uh, singer, uh, R. Kelly or Robert Sylvester Kelly. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Lifetime recently did a documentary on Kelly in which they talked about his abuse dating all the way back to the 90s uh, when he first married um, the singer uh, Aaliyah. And uh, when he married her, uh, allegedly, Aaliyah was about 15 or so years old. So she was basically uh, a child. And since then, uh, there was a tape that was actually 
taken from uh, Kelly and um, given to the news media and given to officials. And there was a resultant trial in early 2000s. Uh, that thing was stretched out to almost 2008 because of certain delays and all that's part of a strategy to overcome. And Kelly was eventually uh, not found guilty. He was eventually acquitted over the um, uh, charges of possessing child pornography. Uh, now, uh, the reason that he was acquitted was because the particular victim, that person in that particular film, um, uh, did not stand up and testify. She had gotten older, uh, but uh, she was 14 at the time, and at the time of trial, she was about 19 or 20. She had gotten older, and the uh, suspect is that either Kelly got to her one way or another with financial ends, uh, uh, or something uh, along that line or promised uh, future monetary reimbursement and all of that type of thing. I don't know exactly what happened. Those are all allegations. I don't have any information that supports or proves that any way, but I do know that the person in the video did not testify and say that it was her while everyone around her did testify and say that it was her and they recognized her, including some of her own relatives. But nevertheless, uh, Kelly was acquitted from there. And so uh, from there, um, those things kind of went on, um, or at least his life went on until this particular documentary and until his wife and various ones began to stand up and say, uh, these atrocities that he's doing are still continuing, and not only are they continuing, but it has led to him to have a, a compound of women that he uh, basically uh, uses and has held captive to some degree. Now, these are the allegations that he has held captive to some degree and that he uses these individuals. Now, as I said, um, I've written about this on the Dunamis Word blog. You can go out there and type in R. Kelly in the search comment, and you'll find out uh, many of the things that I've written about uh, and said about him. R. Kelly has also, Robert has also commented on our blog under various articles, one article in particularly dealing with pedophilia. And uh, in that particular article, uh, we're dealing with uh, uh, the crimes of uh, Larry Nasser, who was the Michigan State University gymnastics um, trainer, as well as the trainer for the USA Olympic uh, gymnastics team, which was recently put in prison uh, probably for life uh, based on many of the uh, allegations that came up against him that were later found to be proven true. Uh, in court um, and um, R. Kelly commented first started commenting on our blog when I wrote a series of articles on that as well as uh, the Me Too movement and of course um, he was not in agreement with some of the stories uh, of the victims uh, and uh, began to explain away things and so that really kind of caught my attention and he later identified himself specifically as the R&B singer R. Kelly, without a doubt. So uh, you can go out there and read those comments for yourself. This show is not necessarily about him any further, but I did want to reference that in light of the fact that um, R. Kelly's behavior has been criticized both by the Christian community uh, as well as the secular community. Uh, and uh, I want to really kind of draw a contrast today because I want to look at his behavior and want to look at generally pedophilia in light of what we have done with embracing 
uh, throughout our courts anyway, the uh, homosexual agenda. We have proliferated that through the courts. Remember, uh, homosexual marriage became marriage as a matter of law uh, and the courts uh, basically ratifying it because of the um, uh, of the what the courts perceive was inequitable treatment of the uh, homosexual themselves by prohibiting them or not giving them the freedom to be able to uh, enter into those agreements and relationships in just about every uh, area where these things were put up to vote by the citizenry, I want to remind you that citizens rejected the proliferation of homosexual marriage in just about every situation. However, the homosexual advocate went on a uh, uh, ad uh, smearing campaign. They came complete with a name called homophobia, which they began to use to bully uh, those who did not believe in uh, homosexuality. Uh, so they began to call them a pejorative and gave uh, let the psychological community, uh, unfortunately, uh, bolster them by giving them uh, validating that particular name and demeaning uh, uh, term, which is not even real. Nobody cares about uh, anybody t calling anyone homophobia, homophobic uh, over here because it's not a real term. In fact, we hear Don Lemon that was on TV here recently talking about uh, his mission as a homosexual man was to fight homophobia even in the church and all that. And Don, uh, have fun with that. Um, your arm is definitely too short to box with God, like that old play uh, was some years ago said. And um, you've got to be careful because God is certainly real. And we'll talk about all of this, what I'm talking about today. We'll have a couple of different segments here, even in this particular broadcast. But nevertheless, um, so the homosexual uh, advocate uh, strongly and proudly presented the thought that the Bible was out of Accord. The Bible was out of tune with today's society and that there was no reason to believe uh, that the word of God provided authentic restrictions uh, for today's uh, individuals, whether they're believers or secular individuals, because the Bible is just out of tune with those issues. So they discounted the Bible all the way around. We said way back then, those of us who were um, uh, aware of what was going on and who could see more than just the um, uh, what we were dealing with at the time, we said way back then that this door once open is basically a floodgate that will allow any other behavior or activity or any other individuals claiming to be a sexual minority or any other individual claiming that they were discriminated against in some way sexually to stand forward and do their acts no matter what and uh, do that with the rewards and awards and um, condoning of the state and this is on the cusp of happening uh, now when it comes to pedophilia and the part that I, I want to pose at the end of the day to the LGBT advocate is that if God's word is is not true, if God's word is to be discounted for your behavior, then what is the standard by which R. Kelly's behavior should be discounted as well? As we'll see, there is no standard. You cannot produce a standard by which you can reduce or minimize what R. Kelly is doing while at the same time encouraging and open the floodgate and saying that what you're doing is okay or valid. Why? 
there has been a series of studies here recently, and I'm going to name some in this particular broadcast, a series of information, uh, some coming from a particular person uh, named uh, James Cantor. Uh, in fact, R. Kelly on our blog site quoted uh, this study or one of the studies of James Cantor. James Cantor is a uh, Canadian clinical psychologist and sexologist specializing in hypersexuality and atypical sexual interests. James Cantor has recently said or has said during the course of his study that pedophilia is an orientation. It's a sexual orientation. Okay, now you, some of you didn't know that. But uh, recently, Mr. Cantor has promoted the fact or promoted the thoughts that um, uh, pedophilia is something that a person is born with. Wait a minute. Hold it. Didn't the homosexual advocates say that they were born this way and that justified them being a homosexual and that people, society should receive and accept them because they are born this way and this is their natural orientation uh, doesn't that sound familiar that now the pedophile is said at whatever level of pedophilia and there's different levels and I'll kind of explain that uh, just real briefly here but whatever level of pedophilia a person is dealing with there are uh, uh, there this is now an orientation that is unchangeable in a person according to Mr. Cantor now, Mr. Cantor uh, has based his uh, research on brain um, uh, analysis. Uh, he's basing his research on uh, many of the things, his uh, sex addiction studies and different things like that. And he's drawn the line carefully between pedophilia and sexual abuse or child sexual abuse. So he says that... Uh, person can be a pedophile but not be a child abuser and he says that is the current science that a person can be a pedophile but not yet be a child abuser and many of you that are listening to me would automatically think that a pedophile is a child abuser and I would certainly hold that position as well but uh, Mr. Cantor is teaching actively and obviously this thing is being received that uh, a person can, is a pedophile naturally by orientation and that his actions are not necessarily those of an abuser. Listen, I'm going to take a break here for our sponsor and advertiser. And I'm going to be right back on the other side. And we're going to build on this a little bit. Life insurance just may be the best and most efficient way to create and leave a lasting financial legacy. Don't let your loved ones wonder what you felt about them. Secure Life Insurance Plan is right for you by calling the professionals of Dunamis Insurance and Business Services at 309-648-5351. Health issues? Turned down elsewhere? Don't worry. Dunamis has a plan for you. We search our vast network of the nation's most highly rated insurers and find the company that's best for you. And most of all, you get a professional, knowledgeable agent that will stay with you and help you navigate the insurance minefield. Remember, for life, health, disability, annuities, and more, call Dunamis at 
646-648-5351 because Dunamis offers powerful solutions. Don't forget to call Dunamis Insurance and Business Services at 309-648-5351. If you're having, if you're purchasing life insurance, uh, you know, call us and get a quote. Um, I guarantee it won't be a waste of your time. Uh, if you're dealing with uh, issues of insurance you don't understand, give us a call. Give us an opportunity to examine your situation. And business owners, you cannot go without giving us a call. Um, we can help you on a lot of different levels. Uh, but uh, give us a call, 309-648-5351. All right, let's get right back into this uh, particular thought, as I was saying, the current teaching of pedophilia uh, in the rising and secular society is that pedophilia is an orientation, that pedophilia is not necessarily child abuse, and there needs to be a distinguishment between that. Now, a particular student, um, uh, Marjorie Hine, or uh, let's see, Miriam, Miriam, I'm sorry, Miriam Hine. Uh, had a TED talk in which she brought forth the idea, this particular cantor's idea, that uh, pedophiles or pedophilia is an orientation and that uh, uh, she said the worst part of pedophilia was the um, isolation that the pedophile themselves have to experience and that um, if we understood pedophilia in its proper context we would encourage those who were who were the pedophiles to come out of the closet and to be you know uh, engaged with society because it is something that is uh, uh, um, curable or something that should be examined in fact let me read from the article uh, she says, Ms. Hines says, she believes that no one is responsible for their sexual orientation. This is exactly what Cantor teaches and said for their feelings, but that everyone is responsible for acting upon this sexual orientation. Uh, she also says that um, uh, how all of us can gain if we distinguish clearly between our feelings and our actions. She says, since pedophiles can't change their sexual desires, they must learn to control them to not act upon them. So her, her issue here is to affirm that pedophilia is a orientation and is something that can be controlled to a degree uh, so that they won't, uh, you know, act out and and do various things that disrupt society. But nevertheless, one can never stop them from loving children. And this is why a new uh, whole um, a category of, of 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 individuals is arising called uh, minor uh, attracted persons maps. They're minor attracted persons. So this whole thing is coming up now. Uh, LGBT advocate, I want you to know I understand and nobody is saying that homosexuals are pedophiles. Uh, no one is saying that. At least I'm not saying that. If somebody is saying that, I, I believe that that's a mistake and, and somebody should uh, uh, do better than that. They should. You know, certainly turn around and run from that thought. Nobody's saying that homosexuals are pedophiles. Nobody's even saying that homosexuals should be demeaned. I certainly don't believe that. Um, don't believe that uh, homosexuals, uh, you know, you have certain ones that call themselves names. 
Uh, and I, that's a name I won't repeat here on this broadcast, but, uh, uh, you know, such as Savage, uh, guy, he calls himself a name. Uh, he calls himself more, um, uh, 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 pejoratives than, than I've ever heard. But nevertheless, uh, uh, no one is demeaning the nature or the, in, the individual or the person. Homosexuals are people just like everyone else and they deserve dignity, respect, and all of those things. You know why? Because homosexuals, uh, like many individuals and like we all were, are sinners just like we were. And we were uh, um, uh, certainly uh, uh, worthy of respect and not being demeaned. And so we don't demean anyone on this side here. But we got to draw the contrast because I do believe definitely that the Bible teaches uh, that homosexuality is a sin. And there's a number of different uh, factors that we can point to um, uh, to distinguish that both scripturally and also from a a secularly or a non-biblical point of view on that. So that's debatable. But nobody's ragging on homosexuals trying to call them pedophiles. But one thing that we are seeing and what we are contrasting here is the same arguments that were used to ratify um, homosexuality through the courts and ratify it through the act of being able to provide homosexual marriage is the same path that the pedophiles are embarking upon right now. So they're laying down the medical case saying that there's a distinguishment between the child abuser and the pedophile. That one uh, saying one uh, is, is uh, because they're a pedophile is not the same as saying that they are a child abuser. So they destroy the morality of harm argument that is often used that says that, well, well, they shouldn't be a pedophile because they are harming the children. Well, the pedophile advocacy right now is saying there is no harm to children uh, if one is a pedophile that's that's not one in the same so they're making a clear distinction and all of that they're talking about this now i want to uh, backtrack here on this uh, uh, lady that did this ted talk the ted talk website was bombarded and overwhelmed when she did this ted talk people reject the thought that pedophilia is an orientation and that pedophilia should be normalized in some way so they certainly uh, there was a big pushback against what she was saying now but the problem that i'm having as a believer is that many of many of these same people reject the word of god so by what means or what authority do they have to reject what seems to be coming from the empirical uh, scientific community uh, on this particular issue the you know the only power that they have is called subjectivism that means it basically is only their opinion there is no real substantive truth a reason to reject pedophilia based on their disbelief of the word of god and the truism of god's word the morality of harm argument is out of the window. They have no authority to do that. So how is this thing really judged if you don't know the Lord, or if you don't believe him? And so uh, we can all see, yes, pedophilia, just like homo, the, the homosexual advocate said, homosexuality is a sexual diversity. Well, we can see pedophilia is a sexual diversity. It follows in the same line, follows in the same things that were said to um, 
uh, to embrace homosexuality. There's brain physiology. There is um, uh, uh, the uh, certain things that uh, the individual has pointed to that says that pedophilia is what it is and cannot be changed and are altered. Isn't that the same argument that we heard about homosexuality? You see, when a nation forgets God, let me say it like this. When a nation forgets God and when laws are devoid of the principle of absolute truth and the principle of 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 God himself, which is undergird, been the undergird of our jurisprudence system. I mean, yeah, they didn't want the Ten Commandments there, but at the same time, we have a system of laws that's predicated on, built upon the Ten Commandments themselves. So, yes, it's a problem because when you reject God, you have opened the door to embrace this filth and this garbage. What R. Kelly has been alleged of doing is horrible filth and is horrible garbage to whatever degree and whatever level. There's no doubt what he has done, if, if examined by those who are both homosexual and heterosexual, is something that is certainly rejected by every individual. It is straight garbage. Okay? Those are the allegations against him. Well, I'm not trying to say whether he did those things or not in this particular show. Of course, I do believe it. But nevertheless, these are the allegations that are there. Now, if that is the case, that we both abhor those actions, what is your basis for abhorring those actions, Mr. or Miss Homosexual Advocate? I propose that you have no basis or that your basis is piggybacking off of my basis, which is the word of God. But that's a double edged sword because the same word of God that would allow me the freedom as a believer to say that the pedophile is doing abhorrent, abhorrent acts. And that is a sinner on his way to hell without doing those acts is the same word by which I can say clearly that homosexuality is a sin as well. And they that engage in that, just like those that engage in adultery, those that engage in fornication and other uh, deviant sexual activity are in sin and on their way to hell as well it's a double-edged sword and I want to get you to think now I'm going to bring in the other element here um, because the other day uh, thankfully I heard um, on the radio show called JJ Harrison youthful praise radio show one of the announcers um, began to talk about the R Kelly uh, situation and he apologized thankfully for the church on behalf of the church and on behalf of himself if nothing else about not taking those victims seriously initially and not really undertaking to separate himself from R. Kelly and the things that he was doing. Now, R. Kelly has said, and again, I'm not trying to prove whether R. Kelly is wrong or right in this broadcast. However, uh, he has said when his audience stops, that's when he'll stop. 
So one thing that we've seen is that enablers are keeping all kinds of evil going and many different things. But what uh, this particular announcer said is that he wanted to apologize to those victims because he failed to respond immediately based on their victimization. And he saw where the victims wanted their families, the mothers wanted their daughters to be free and different things like that. And and he said that that was horrible uh, what was going on. He thought about that in light of his 15 year old daughter. And so uh, uh, he looked at that and he put that out there. And I thought that that was an excellent commentary uh, on his behalf. However, the church, by far and large, we've got to look at there's a deficit. There's a problem going on. The devil has done a work on our spiritual psychology if on our psychology, period. Our minds are backwards. We've got uh, Kirk Franklin. We've got Marvin Sapp. Um, Marvin Sapp recently uh, partnered with uh, R. Kelly uh, on the song called Listen, which Marvin Sapp certainly didn't listen to the Lord or listen to the people who were being abused or allegedly being abused by this man to have this man on his album. There's no way did he listen. It's a shame holding forth the truth and you're not compassionate or concerned about the plight and condition of these individuals. Horrible. Kirk Franklin presented uh, uh, R. Kelly some years ago, and I know these are in light of allegations, but presented him some years ago on his stage platform as if he was, you know, cleaned up, saved. Well, if you read the commentary on the Dunamis Word blog regarding what R. Kelly has written for himself, R. Kelly is anything but convinced that the Bible is real. In fact, he follows the worst, most spurious uh, biblical hate teachings a guy named dan barker um who was a former pastor is an atheist now he follows many of his teachings and he uh, equates those things or verbalizes those things clearly enunciates those things clearly on the um on the website and in the comments go out there and peruse the comments he commented many many different times and i challenged him on many of his commentary so you have to kind of read through some of those articles but nevertheless this is what's going on where is the church going to stand my Lord, help us. The church needs to stand in righteousness and in true holiness. And we have missed the mark. It's time to make a difference. It's time to make a change. But I asked the LBGT advocate. Since you reject the Bible, then what right do you have to call Kelly or any pedophile's actions into question? You have no basis. I have a basis because the word of God is right. Okay. Now, somebody wants me to expound on the basis for the word of God. In the next segment, I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you a very simple biblical ethic that was laid down from the beginning regarding righteousness and holiness. All right. Listen to this just for a minute and I'll be right back. Where I can see my way Seem like I'm losing my mind All I can do is pray Jesus has the answer To what I'm going through I'm gonna make it too 
day. God's grace has kept me. His peace has helped me. His joy has lifted me. Oh, His power has brought me through. quickly at what the scripture has said about this and I'm going to be finished with this broadcast uh, but uh, in the book of uh, uh, of Leviticus uh, we deal in Leviticus chapter 20 uh, and um, in Leviticus chapter 20 also uh, Leviticus chapter 18 uh, we see sexual sins at a particular uh, place in these particular scriptures 
sexual sins outlined clearly in this particular um, uh, in this particular segment of the word of the Lord. In fact, we see that in Leviticus chapter 18, it talks about sexual purity. Um, the Lord was talking and, and telling about many different uh, situations to not be engaged in what the believers in the land, when they went into the land, the things that they should not do and the things that they should not embrace. In fact, when you read it, um, you will start reading at about verse six of Leviticus 18. And it talks about many different situations that people should not be engaged in. It was talking about sexual purity. Um, then it gets down to about verse 25. And when you get to verse 25, it says, and the land it says in verse 24, it says, defile not ye yourselves in any of these things talking about all the aforementioned sexual impurities. Don't defile yourself in any of these things for in all of all of these, the nations defiled, which I cast out before you. In other words, the nations that were before you were cast out of the land. That's the only reason I'm sending you in to possess the land. Cause many people have argued, well, why is the, why did God promise them the land? The land was already occupied. This is why. Because these people were perverted and following their own thing. And he said, don't do what they did. And he said, and the land is defiled. Therefore, uh, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomited out her inhabitants. And this says in verse 26, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. And uh, you'll see the same thing basically repeated in Leviticus chapter 20 as well, verses 22 through 26. You'll also see where uh, the scripture said that one of the sins that these people did was made their children to pass through the fire unto Molech. And when you understand that, you understand that there was a uh, area of child sacrifice that the people were doing, that they were uh, taking their children and killing them indiscriminately not only that but they were uh, using their children ritualistically to sacrifice unto these idols now very important that we distinguish this and very important that we understand this so that we can understand uh, what God is actually saying it was sexual impurity and it also had to do with the defilement of children that God said that the land was spewing the people out of the land it was a good land but God said he was taking that land from them because they defiled the land with their sins. Now, my God, that's something that we need to stop and think about defiling the land with our sins. This is a very important and a very serious subject. Again, we want to look here at the scripture. Uh, God related sexual immorality, the way that children were treated to the land spewing the inhabitants of the land out and commanded his people to not duplicate those acts. In fact, if you look at Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 21, uh, I think you'll see clearly what we're talking about. It says, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire to Molech. Neither shalt thou profane the name of the Lord thy God, for I am the Lord. Now, 
the the seed passing through the fire to Molech uh, represented child sacrifice and the defilement of children, which was prevalent under the system of Molech worship from what we've been able to obtain or ascertain so far. Now, one of the atheist arguments, Dan Barker, uh, said that R. Kelly repeated on my blog, uh, actually, that um, that there was no more of an atrocity in the land that um, uh, than anything else. So why would God displace the people of the land? Well, God was clear about why he was displacing the people of the land, because they were defiling themselves and also defiling their children. And God's people were to make a difference between clean and unclean and not defile the children and not defile the land with sexual immorality and sexual impurity. Now, let's bring all this thing back to reality. I can make this judgment and those of us who believe in the word of God can make the judgment that pedophilia is wrong based on the nature of God as revealed throughout scripture and his nature. And we when we look at Jesus, he said, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven. The Lord is not an abuser, nor uh, was he a pedophile, nor was he a sacrificer of children. Well, somebody said, well, God told um, uh, the man of God, he told Abraham to sacrifice his child and so forth and so on. No, that whole thing, if you understand uh, the nature of God and challenging people in their faith, uh, uh, Abraham's faith was challenged and he, he went up with the intent to sacrifice because he understood clearly that's what God had said to do. But look at what happened when he got there. There was a provision. He there was no sacrifice that was necessary or needed because God made a way. There was no child sacrifice. Abraham's son came down uh, off the mountain. Isaac uh, came down off the mountain along with him after they had sacrificed the ram that was caught by his head in the bush or in the thicket because God made a way and so that was the blessing of the whole thing so God no wasn't uh, interested in child sacrifice and we can go through various scriptures where people were were talking about that but the fact of the matter is is that God by his nature loves the children and this was one of the things that he uh, the land turned against the people because they were defiling the children. So we, from a moral standpoint of view, Christians can say that the Bible is right. Therefore, um, R. Kelly's actions and those actions of the pedophile and what Mr. Cantor is teaching is wrong. But under what circumstances and by what method can those that are that don't believe in the Bible not just the LBGT community, but anyone who doesn't believe in the Bible. What standard can you use to say that this man is wrong or others like him are wrong? You have your own self-contrived standard. And those standards are no good for nothing because they're all subjective. So, you know, where are we at? <laughs> well, this is why we need the word of God, because he is true. And he is right under every circumstance. I pray for all of all those who have been dealing with this sin and this evil. I pray for those of you who are bound and trapped in anti-God or our lifestyles that are, are not biblically centered. I pray that God will bring you out. He is able to deliver you. 
He is able. He has the power. And he will if you just trust him. Listen, my friend, my time is fleeting. I've got to go into our next broadcast. But this is Pastor Harvey Burnett. And I'm praying that heaven would smile upon you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, come on. Hey,